I've seen a Jason Statham movie. The Transporter? Any one of the... It's called uh... Transformers, and that's a Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> Brunch! Hit it, boys! So, Pete, I was in the movies today, and guess what dawned on me? What dawned on you, Deej? It's week eight, and football season is in full swing, which begs the question, how is your fantasy football team doing? Maybe you drafted a dud in the fourth round, or your first round pick is on the shelf with a bum knee. The good news is, it's not too late to forget the injuries and get back in the winning column with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. With DraftKings, there are many ways to play. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. The best part is, you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of football into cash this Sunday! So get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code BRUNCH to play free with your first deposit for your share of over $1 million in total prizes this Sunday. That's promo code BRUNCH to play free with your first deposit for your share of over $1 million! DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, All having pepper chicken. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to do that. uh, I'm going to do that whole thing again just to see. No, don't do that again, please. Just just really quickly. Just bear with me. Is week eight. And the football season is <laughs> swing, which begs a question. How's your fantasy football team okay, doing? Stop this right now. We're good with that. What accent was that? I have no fucking that's what clue. I was, to, I was trying to do the most like nondescript what possible. No one can be offended by that accent. That no, wasn't a problematic no. accent. It's not racist. It's not uh, anything because, it it, again, it's like not anything. Slow. It wasn't <laughs> anything. That's uh, that's what that, Happy Death Day should have done. They should have just done a nondescript, hey, guess what accent I'm doing here. What time are you going oh, to the yeah, party? Yeah, that was not a... Uh, so, by the way, uh, shouts out uh, Becky. Becky is not the name of that character who <laughs> said really? all that shit. Becky was the poor black girl who oh. gets fat shamed the whole movie. Mm, well, so we now were, you're kind of racist for yeah, just getting her name both wrong. Both of us. We are just being problematic as hell. What's we're, the other girl's name? She seems like a Becky. Danielle. Oh, well, I Becky's think. way Danielle more fitting. In, to, to my knowledge, Danielle is more a guitar god uh, slash rock icon absolutely hey and a quick little uh you're welcome to everybody listening here uh this is our fourth episode this week that is oh, an yeah, all-time high for uh for the brunch podcast so you're you're welcome someone pointed that out and honestly we've been putting uh so much work into a little project we're working on side note not a little project it's huge a fucking project. huge project. Uh, hopefully you like it by the time you fucking uh experience this project but we've been putting in so much fucking time that I didn't even know that we've also recorded four fucking podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened. It's, we've, just we've just been, been slaving away at yeah. this project, and we're like, uh, well, what was the last episode we did? It's got to be a week at this point, yeah. so we just black out. Uh, also, uh, one thing that we wanted to talk about right off the bat here is that our uh, our friends oh, yeah. uh, from Pardon My Take, yes, yeah. our friends from Pardon My Take had their... Their show canceled. Uh, something that we're familiar with as so a podcast. So, part of my take has been canceled. So, you guys can only listen to us from now on. <laughs> so, very sad uh, for our internet pals. But you know, l- life goes on. 
brunch number one podcast. We are uh, th- so just get so for the people out there. If you're thinking of starting a podcast and dubbing yourselves the bad boys of podcasting. Uh, don't do that because the track record is not very good of you keeping your TV show. That's actually a very good point. Uh, uh, we although, had two episodes on TV. Yeah, uh, but but we're not. Uh, people have asked about that. We're not not on TV now because we like they are like oh bad job. We're because they we, they, they you know said what happened? like hey do you, do you guys have any ideas you want to do or whatever? And honestly, we've been so focused on this thing, and there are so few. There are so fewer Boston Sports Tonight's on with Celtic season back, and like before it was like the the baseball playoffs and shit. Play and I don't want to fucking be play DraftKings promo code brunch playoffs because then you have to talk about baseball. <laughs> I know. The last baseball segment I did, I just said like they uh, the question was like, hey, what are the Red Sox gonna do at third base? And I literally answered, I hate baseball. <laughs> I'm Classic. So over baseball. Wonder why we didn't get another uh, another show out right. of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our friends from uh, Part of My Take, their show Barstool Van Talk, got uh, ripped off the ESPN airwaves after one episode. Uh, that's very disappointing, and and obviously there's been a uh, a lot of stuff that's come out. I know you've done a lot of battling over that. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I have as well. I it's like I don't even. I, I should have lar- my hands have fucking laryngitis right now because I've they've, they've screamed so much. No, hands don't get carpal tunnel. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, seriously, I've had the argument so many times, and I've had so many conversations with a lot of people I like, and I've looked at so many messages. I've just I've been dumbfounded by. We're, look, we're not all gonna fucking agree on on what we think of Barstool and what we think of Pardon My Take. I know that as a guy who fucking cares, I don't know why I care, but I do. I care how men eighteen to thirty four behave. I want them to not be assholes. I'd like, I'd like that little change to occur. And a lot of people look at what's problematic and what causes men eighteen to thirty four to be total dickbags. Pardon My Take is what corrects that shit. And if you've ever listened to Pardon My Take, you'll agree. If you haven't listened to, my, to Pardon My Take, you'll see the Barstool logo and you'll say, well, fuck that, they're problematic. You'll, you'll form an uninformed it's, it's opinion. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's, my, that's where I stand on. That's my biggest complaint is that uh, people see the Barstool logo, they see the bar, Barstool branding, uh, and then they automatically assume that, that Pardon My Take or Barstool Van Talk Falls under is all the, the contra- all the controversies yeah, that is, what was the kid's name the the one who wrote the fucking thing about uh, Rihanna Spags yeah yeah and, and so I understand the argument like well they're under the umbrella so like it's still promoting bar- Barstool or whatever fine whatever I don't care my biggest my biggest issue is when somebody presumes who clearly doesn't know anything about about Pardon My Take or Barstool Van Talk or even Big Cat. Or PFT, like they just see the Barstool name, they see the Barstool logo, and they immediately denounce something. And, yeah. And I think when you're t- when you're talking about a uh, an entertainment company and a specifically a com a company that works in the comedy space, it's very very important to identify individuals and uh, and what they bring to the table rather than grouping an entire operation and automatically assuming that anybody who works under this umbrella. Is the exact uh, is like is the exact well, fucking the, the long same and short, thing. The long and short of it is, uh, people have an opinion of Barstool, and it's usually based on something that Dave did. It, if anybody has a problem with Barstool, it's usually because of something that Dave did or something that KFC did. And look, 
Like, so I like Barstool. I enjoy their content. Um, the the like, I'm, I'm obviously friends with Feidelberg and yeah. Carabas, and we know, and like, we've interacted enough with some of the the guys on Twitter and shit. But I'm by no means fucking beholden to everything they do. So if like I've seen Dave do shit that I don't like that I think is offensive, and yeah. when people say like, "Hey, why did Dave say this? This thing was dumb. I disagree with this thing." I don't fucking get in a huff and defend him, or right. And, and not like, everything Dave says is a, ref- a reflection of what Big Cat thinks, or what PFT and thinks, also, or what anybody like, else at the company thinks. And also, like, I'm not doing this to to dump on Dave or anything. I don't think he makes any fucking lie about like, yeah, I'm going to say some things that piss some people off. Immediately demonizing anybody that just works under a certain brand is is stupid. I mean, that's like saying it's it's it may be some somewhat of a stretch, but like it's like saying fucking it, like when I worked at Fox Sports, it's like that's like saying like criticizing me because fucking Bill O'Reilly is. Is yeah. fucking committing sexual misconduct or whatever it is, sexual harassment of employees or whatever, because I work under the Fox brand umbrella as well. It's like, and people, I see people say, well, if Big Cat and PFT uh, want to separate them, want, want their uh, product to be judged on its own, then they should leave Barstool and do their own thing. It's like, well, they've also like gotten to where they are because Barstool say, has given gave, them the freedom. Who gave them that shot? Like, I, again, I think it's productive that Pardon My Take exists. I think that dudes hear these two people satirizing a lot of what A, sports fans are, and B, just what fucking young men are, and they... Like, I don't think that people hear that and they're like, okay, I'm reformed. I'm not going to, like, fucking be a total tool. But I think they hear that and they're like, oh, yeah, that is stupid how sometimes, like, we do this or how, like, I mean, I, the the biggest thing I love about Part of My Take is the way they satirize sports media. The, yeah. Like, I always, for the, the one that always gets me is when they say people forget because for years, fucking sports radio guys, whenever they brought up something fucking that no one forgot, would say people forget, and no one had pointed that out until PFT Commenter did. So, like, little things like that, they ju- and now, like, whenever I do fucking talk radio, I never say, oh, well, people forget this, because I'm now cognizant of that, because they've satirized it so well. So, if they do that with everything, and apply that to, like, how fucking men behave, again, the, the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of things chicks dig, when they just, it was basically a fucking clinic on like what girls don't want yes. you to fucking and what idiot like, dudes yes. do all the fucking time. Right, and it was like uh, like change a girl's order when she orders dinner, <laughs> like like say trust me, I know what you want. She like smoke in front of her. That shit's hilarious because I don't think many people are listening to that and they're like, oh okay, good. They like <laughs> yeah. they're clearly saying this to be like these are douchey qualities. So and the numbers, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. It's the most fucking popular sports podcast in the world. They're doing something right. So to fucking say it's for I, I mean, the the thing that pissed me off the most was the I know it's like the the Daily Beast wrote the article saying that ESPN pulls misogynistic show off after one episode. That shit drives me crazy because yeah. there's nobody in the world that who who has ever listened to to Pardon My Take or uh, or Barstool or even the first episode of Barstool Van Talk. If you watch that episode, there's not a single thing that you could take away from that and be like, that's a misogynistic show. Right. So it's just it drives me crazy and. Uh, I mean, those guys are good guys, and I, I know uh, Big Cat even ref- even brought it up on the episode that they talked about getting pulled. 
they've Barstool as a company has said dumb shit in the past. And he recognized that. He recognized that he said dumb shit in the past. You know what? We've all fucking said dumb shit oh, yeah. in the past. Don't dig up my old tweets, please. Like, don't fucking... It's happened... This has brought on, like, a fucking reckoning of sorts for social oh, media. Oh, yeah, like a lot of the haters. Yeah. yeah it's like doxing it's like, season. It's, you better know what fucking skeletons you have in your closet before you call somebody else out. Yeah. So I just think it's so fucking hypocritical uh, for a lot of people uh, just throwing fucking umbrella shade and and blanket criticisms for stuff like that so i kind of yeah. wanted to get that out I, my chest uh, a little bit i gotta shout out my co-worker trenny kuznarek who's awesome and she's like me super duper liberal like see something that they that if she sees something that she's like dude why the fuck are you doing this she's generally gonna say dude why the fuck are you doing this and i tweeted after that and she doesn't listen to pardon my take and okay. she has issues with things that Portnoy said. And I tweeted um, I tweeted some of the effect of really stupid move by ESPN if we're trying like or uh, pardon my take it mocks what's wrong with bro culture. They right. don't feed into it, they help to correct it. This is a step in the wrong direction. And she like responded to my tweet and was like, come over to my desk and explain that to me. And I went over to her and she was like, I seriously she was like, I'm, yeah, she I'm wasn't being condescending or anything. Yeah, right? she was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Because she was like, I see that and I see Barstool show uh, goes on ESPN. They've done this stuff in the past. Like, how, what do you mean this is a good thing? And I explained to her, I gave her the example of uh, the uh, Mount Rushmore of things, Chicks Dig. And another one of my coworkers was standing there and he was over my shoulder, like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the, these, these are the good guys. And a lot of people have responded to that being like, well, you may think they're good guys, blah, blah. There's a difference between being good guys and being the good guys, you know? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. like, if if you view Barstool the as good, this, The like, good guys are the guys that are pointing things in the yes, right direction. exactly. The ones that are helping, not hurting. And, I mean, again, Portnoy will say things that will fucking rile people up. I don't think that he's sitting down every day trying to say, like, how can I be the most hurtful person in the world? And if he's done shit, shit that's hurtful, then fucking, by all means, go after him all day. But, by and large, since I have consumed Barstool, like, I was, when I saw the thing about Rihanna, I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and within however many days, that guy was gone. Right, yeah. And, like, my, ex- my Barstool experience has not been that. And I know that... If I were into it five, six, seven years ago, it would have been. But you know what? Like I, when I thought it was a super, super broy thing, like I, I remember I interned with a kid who was always talking about like, "Hey man, you gotta do the guess that ass." And like the first like two or three times, I was like, "Okay, this is fu- oh hey, I, I guess the ass." And then I was like, "All right, man, I'm I'm, I'm kind of over this." Um, but Barstool as I know it now is fucking chaps who is an angel mm-hmm. with the shit that he's done, with the money he's raised, right. for the things he's uh, raised it for. Uh, again, PFT, who's a fucking genius, Big Cat, who, again, I've never fucking met Big Cat. Listen to his episode of KFC Radio, where it's just him and uh, Kevin. Yeah. Big Cat seems like the sweetest fucking person yeah. to ever walk the earth. Yeah, and I mean, like, when... You consider the amount of content that Barstool churns out on a daily basis and the fact that when people criticize them, they're fair criticisms. But also the the things that most people go back to the well for 
are like incidents that happened and shit that they did five, six, seven years ago. And somewhat recently, some of there's been recent shit, but it's like very far and few in between. And it's like they they do all this fucking content and it's shit that was put out five years ago that was in, in bad taste. Sure. But you can't fucking correct that. They've they've clearly moved into like a better place with better people and made better judgments. And and I mean, people are still rooting the rooting for them to fail. And I. I kind of understand if you want to root for them to fail. That's like your fucking prerogative, whatever. I just want people to have informed opinions yes. and know what the hell they're talking about when they criticize specific offshoots of Barstool, like and, Pardon My Take and like Barstool Van Talk. And that's always my thing. Again, like this isn't coming from uh, – like I, 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 I love all those Barstool guys, right? Like, But th- this isn't coming from a place of me saying like how dare you go after Barstool. Like go after – Fucking whoever, like go anybody. After brunch, there's a go lot after, of like, there's whatever. a lot of a lot of terrible things that get put on the internet. Yeah, I've put terrible things on right. the internet. By all means, every like, website puts terrible things on the internet. But my biggest issue, and it's in my work, it's when I get the most fucking pissed on TV. When I fucking see shit written about Taylor Swift, I lose my mind. I just hate when people are fucking wrong and if you're don't speak, seem to care. If you're going to speak with conviction on something, yes. know what the fuck you're talking right. about. And like when, when people don't seem to like when we when we're wrong about shit, it's kind of the joke when we're right. like, "Oh, who's the person in that movie? Oh yeah, we'll decide it's this person. Let's keep talking about this." And like the uh, someone tweeted at us like DJ and Pete talking about dresses just so every very word wrong. Of it is wrong, but they seem like they're having a good time, you know? But if you're gonna get fucking fired up, like, I, I I got into again a million fucking arguments this week, and I grew so fucking frustrated that people would rather continue the argument than go spend a fucking hour, two hours checking it out. So you could because like also the the, the reason Trenny called me over to her desk was she was like, I know you, I know that you're a, that you're like the biggest fucking snowflake in the world. You wouldn't be championing something that's bad. So it's like, dude, like seriously, listen to the friends, shit. Listen to the shit me. that we've yeah. that we've said in the past. How riled up we get over the littlest things, <laughs> the littlest fucking things. And if we're spending this much time defending, pardon my take, and and whatever, it's like obviously it's not what you're making it out to be. So that's yeah. all. I mean. We fucking just spent 15 minutes. I should also say that uh, I deny Michael Jackson having ever done anything wrong because he was so fucking good. So as a podcaster, I think that fucking Big Cat and PFT are the two best to ever do it. Better than uh, like Marin because I don't, again I don't listen to podcasts. Sometimes I listen to our own. Well, I mean, what Marin? I mean, Marin is very different. Yeah, so, but it's... I'm saying like like those two. Are the gods? So I also I'll admit that like I'm you don't also, listen to podcasts, and they got you to listen to podcasts, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I get fired up that people are attacking them like they're this bad thing when really they aren't. And you know what? Like if they do shit that you think is dumb, again, fucking go after them. But but wait till they do it before you start fucking saying how problematic they are. So anyway, that's us Barstool spending 15 store, minutes promoting and <laughs> that's us spending 15 minutes giving free promo to uh, Pardon My Take, which certainly needs it. Yeah, uh, how about this? R.I.P. Barstool Van Talk. Yes. Uh, also, check out Brunch uh, Mini Van Talk coming <laughs> to the Ocho, ESPN Classic. Uh, trains are the new bachelorette parties. What 
the fuck does that mean? They are. Trains? Trains are the new bachelorette parties because I was in a theater and I saw a preview for another fucking mystery on a train movie. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. And so what that's else? the main. That's yes. the, that's the big. That's the main attraction. There is now that they're coming out with a uh, Liam Neeson action movie on a train, but it seems like it's kind of going more for Murder on the Orient Express than it is for Speed. And we're gonna have a. Uh, so when I say bachelorette party, the two bachelorette <laughs> okay, parties. Okay, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Liam Neeson. Except there isn't a black one that looks way better. <laughs> That's true. I feel like uh, Liam Neeson's trying to check off all the boxes because didn't a few years ago he had that movie that basically looked like fucking Taken, but it was on a plane. Oh yeah. Well, that that happens with action stars. I think uh, they did that with Kiefer Sutherland. They were like, look, we won't have you play Jack Bauer yeah, again. But we're going to put you in the White House, and we'll just make you the president. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that looks bad, and I had this question. Why is Liam – how did Liam Neeson become a fucking, like, the go-to action guy? What is he been? Oh, fucking, he's, like, he's for sure not the, the go-to action guy. Well, he's, he's not the go-to – He does action. He's not, like, uh, Jason Statham? Yes. I don't think I've seen a Jason Statham movie. The Transporter? Any one of the... It's called uh... Transformers, and that's a Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> uh, good call. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I don't think anybody knows. Um, yeah, no, I think it, like at one point Liam Neeson just decided that he wanted to do action, and Hollywood was just like, okay. And but but he did it like, so fucking wife, right. I think his wife died, and, and he was like really sad. Is that inspired by Taken? Is inspired, or to that would be Taken? No, uh, Taken Love Actually was inspired. Three is inspired by. Oh yeah, Love Actually. Yeah, so his wife just keeps dying. All Liam Neeson uh, is a big widower. Yes, guy. Uh, I think at some point they just like let him do whatever he wanted. Just Have you ever seen? I think we've discussed this, and I think your answer is yes. Have you seen The Gray? Uh, that's the Wolf movie, right? Yeah. I have not seen it, but I know that it's terrible. It's just about Liam Neeson getting into fucking fistfights with <laughs> wolves <laughs> for, like, a, a long time. And he's with a bunch of friends, and one by one, the wolves eat his friends. But Liam Neeson just keeps, I think, I, yeah, he just keeps, like, fighting the wolves. Did he write that one himself? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, uh, the movie ends with, like, a wolf staring him down and they're both kind of like make your move <laughs> and then they both lunge at each other and the movie ends and I'm like no it guess. doesn't they no fight. it doesn't yeah oh man that sounds but like I a think gigantic it's one of those jobs where in the uh, credits they show it's like a zoomed out thing they show him like lying down and you can't tell if he's breathing or not. Oh, but God. you can tell there's definitely not going to be a sequel to this. <laughs> so we're just going to be left to our devices. Uh, we, uh, one thing that we didn't point out um, in The Snowman in our review is that they left it open-ended at the end where he raises his hands and then they, then they roll the credits. Oh, yeah. Wait, what does he raise his hand? To take where on a new he? case. So oh, they were like, yeah. just in case we get a sequel to this oh, one. Yeah. God. Can you imagine making that movie and be like, hey, man, we're definitely let's scoring some big room on for this ice cream. One. Yeah. Uh, let's use that term when we're talking about movies. Uh, what? Leaving room for ice cream? <laughs> they leave room for ice cream. Uh, that Spider-Man movie left room for ice cream. They showed Michael Mando at the end. Remember? That's true. Yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Mando in prison. We got it. How has Michael Mando not been on this fucking podcast? Who's fucking booking our guests? Um, also, saw another preview for Daddy's Home 2. I know we've discussed Daddy's Home 2 before. Yeah. But, and I don't know what my take was, so I'm probably going to totally reverse course. Daddy's Home 2 is going to be a lot better than Daddy's Home, the Ridge. 
Uh, I mean, that's not saying much, but... I know, that, that was the worst fucking movie ever. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I will say the trailers, the first batch of trailers didn't do uh, John Cena much justice because he wasn't seen at all. And then right. they released the new trailer, and it's like, hey, John Cena's a pretty big part of this movie. Uh, you know what I found out recently? Yeah. One of my friends is uh, John Cena's body double in that movie. Well, congrats to your friend for being a just a ginormous human being, He I is guess. a lovely and really fucking scary dude. Okay, <laughs> that makes like sense. Terrifying. I've uh, been told that I look like John Cena. Did you know that? I mean, not body-wise. By body wise, yeah. by not, not body-wise, but like by my face, which is a weird thing. Hmm. But I think it's a thing where uh, I've been also said that I look like Mark Wahlberg, uh, Matt Damon, like, pretty much every generic... Well, you look like Matt Damon, for sure. Yeah, but I think that everybody just groups in guys from Boston together, and they just mm. say that I look like every guy from Boston. You know who I've been told I look like? Let's take some guesses. Uh, uh, Andrew Garfield. I've not gotten Andrew Garfield. But Andrew Garfield, more accurate than some of the other ones I've gotten. What uh, else? The, the big one is uh, young Joseph Stalin. <laughs> which is so fucked up because everyone points out that I look like young Joseph Stalin and now the new thing is to tweet about how hot young Joseph Stalin was Ooh. so like you can't really like I brag about that I kind of want to like retweet it and be like oh but <laughs> you don't want to look like that guy well I mean you can look like that guy you just don't want to follow you in his footsteps you don't want to behave like yes. him um, but uh, can you imagine if like Hitler was like a really handsome guy he that for sure suck, wasn't huh? Hitler was gross no he was terrible yeah and uh, he had a micro penis. Did he? Yeah. Is that? I've, I think I've read that before. Is that actually true? I think so. I'm. F- I feel gypped because when I was a kid, I would fucking like read Hitler books. Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked about this. You like um, serial killers. Yeah. You like serial killers. Yeah. After I saw Life Is Beautiful, I could not fucking believe that a, that that fucking guy existed. And I went to the fucking library and I got a I got a Hitler book. And okay. everyone was like, wow, DJ's been this really well behaved psychopath. No, like, I was finally, like, I wasn't calling out and shit. And they were like, wow, DJ's been a really good student. It seems that he's really enjoying that oh. Hitler book. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Hitler books. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of reviews, huh? We have huh? a shitload of reviews. Uh, right, read apparently, them all. Uh, people have been feeling inspired to leave us reviews now that we've made it super easy for them. Uh, you can leave us a review at listen to brunch.com slash reviews uh so these are some of the ones that we got this week bad boys best boys by sames 92 the only bad things about this podcast is that you'll have to get all your friends to listen to it because you'll want to talk about it all the time cool. sames thank you it's wednesday and i'm writing a review i said that like the uh the mayor in uh the nightmare before christmas jack you haven't seen that movie? Nope. Well, you're going to hate my fucking songs. Uh, it's Wednesday and I'm writing... I, can't, I didn't do it. That sounded like uh, that sounded like Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock when he goes, Dynamite! Uh, by R. Daniel 19. Brunch is simply amazing. The back and forth between DJ and Pete reminds me of my best friend and I. My best friend and me. Who also listens to this podcast religiously. You guys are awesome. Keep up. The good work, bruvs. I like it. Ooh, all right. And here is a fucking novel Ooh. that we got from London Girl 2012. You want to split this up? 
Yeah, we can just like wing it. Uh, you, you will do a. Uh, will uh, do like? Do you ever do it when you raise your hand and then like kind toss. of pass it off from there? Yeah, a nice little toss. This is like okay. a reading in class type. Uh, thing. My sincere apologies about the length, but it's been a while since somebody wrote you a soliloquy in the midst of the Bible Belt. I didn't find religion. I well, found brunch. The sentence. For more context, I was in rural North Carolina working for the Hillary campaign. Good job. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Way to suck at your job. Should have been in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> um, seriously, I for sure voted for Hillary and was devastated when she lost. Uh, running county operations in the heroin capital of the state. Amidst my 20-hour work days, endless driving and exper- and experiential education i was listening to every hockey podcast i could find or repeat one day i happened upon brunch and made the completely reasonable assumption because it was dj and pete that it would be another hockey centric podcast to add to my repertoire no i'm not gonna raise my hand you can just finish this one. Oh, you dick <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh i'll take this one uh although my assumptions were proved wrong i found two new friends this became rather problematic as- oh <laughs> as they were the only friends that I was interacting with on a day-to-day basis, and we couldn't engage in conversation. But I digress. While binging the entirety of the episodes available, brunch became a highlight of my week. It was there last November when I didn't have the wherewithal to re- interact with anything, even Parks and Rec-level politic- politics-ly. Uh, it also became there when the Capitals played the Leafs in the first round, and I started yelling oh. at all of the other podcasts because not every hockey fan lives in Toronto. Parentheses. I mean my dad is, which is why I'm a hockey fan, but still. And when the curse of DC sports fandom took hold in the second round, Pete and DJ present a hysterical, relatable, and wildly engaging podcast with their magnificent banter. Be it a Zac Efron heat check, weatherman check-ins, handlebar plugs, or phenomenal ad reads, every functioning social person should have brunch in their lives. P.S. Brunch needs to get in on the good place. It is a match made in heaven. Just ask Kathy. P.P.S. Yes, the nickname is a reference to the Olympics. It was my passive-aggressive way of telling my parents that my Olympic mania was not a phase every time they got an email from me. After three years of guilt tripping, it did wind up working. Who says the long game doesn't pay off? Thanks, London girl. I don't even know what that end part meant. I was more focused on just reading. Yeah, so, uh, thanks, London girl. Uh, Patrick Shrugged says, the only redeeming thing about New England. Two Boston bros talking movies and pop music. Surprisingly good. So, uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, let's see. We have so many of these. Uh, MN Asadu says... So good, it's ruined all our podcasts for me. Pete and DJ make my commute bearable. Keep the bad movie recaps coming. Aren't we due for another Hot Guys episode? Hmm. Hmm. Thinking emoji. <laughs> Always brunching, says Biznessy. Sofa, King Good. Good show, says Steve Harvey. <laughs> Somehow entertaining. Good movie breakdowns. So they really get into random bands that I'll never listen to. Four stars. Yeah, oh, what the fuck? Whoa. Steve Harvey. Hey. Suck my dick. Suck off. Uh, fuck a dick. Speaking of suck my dick, hey, here's a review from Ellen Carabas, Jared Carabas's mom. Nice. <laughs> I love the theme song so much. Unbelievable banger to start my Monday and Fridays. Amazing podcast by the baddest boys of podcasting. Nice. That was very friendly. That was very good stuff. Uh, what was that f- four-star review about? 
He yeah, fucking slipped that in there. Yeah, he really did. He fucking conned you. Yeah, and he ended it with like, <laughs> just I a gave point. It four just, stars. Just, just to point that out that he really did get Once us four you stars. read the whole fucking thing, um, yeah. Well, that's a fucking doozy. Uh, should uh, oh yeah, well, let's talk Moo. Uh, we got new Moo today. She didn't say that she had an EP dropping. She said she had a song dropping. The song came out. I was in fucking heaven, and you texted me, and you were like, "Wow, holy P." And I was like, no, Pete, just yeah, a song. Yeah, you fucking, you like waved very your finger at me. Yeah, you were very like, like, you're like no, you, Peter. Do you know what a single means? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I was like, I know that you have trouble with singles. So actually, a single is just one song, Pete. But nice, tr- that's not what EP, because you said EP. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not what an EP is. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't I, it can't be a mistake, because it was on both uh, iTunes and Spotify. Right, and then she tweeted it. Okay. Later in the okay. day. So she like she really buried the lead by saying, <laughs> no. Hey, here's my new single. And then like eight hours later hours, being like Oh yeah, my whole EP's out, check it yeah. out. Uh and so that was exciting for like the twenty minutes that I thought maybe this was a, a horrible mistake yeah. on her part. And I was like, guess I gotta listen to this entire right. thing right now. Well I did that anyway. I was like, oh, fuck because well, I was going to do that anyway, yeah. but like I for sure was gonna hear all the songs if if possible. So yeah. I sped through them. Uh, the, the single though that she actually promoted is unbelievable. It is the fucking, oh, it's such, it's maybe top, top three Moo drops, top five Moo songs overall. The song actually, uh, it gave me, I don't know if like you're going to even know what I'm talking about here, but it gave me a Pink Panther vibe. During oh the, uh, yeah, the dance well break yeah, yeah, of. exactly. Well, it's it's got it's like a very uh, I I say hippie, not meaning sixties. I mean like it gets the hips moving. Yeah, it's like it very, make, can make you like, like slide across a floor, right? Stealthily. It's like you maybe <laughs> some little finger wagging. Yes, uh, I said to Feidelberg, it makes me want to commit crime, but real sexy. <laughs> oh, that's right. A, like that's a pretty good description of that song. Like I'm fucking give it to smoking you. cigarettes with oh, yeah. the uh, with the long extension, yes. the Cruel Deville extension. Should we start doing that? <laughs> we we should vape with the extension. Yes, and that way uh, it won't explode in your face. Is that is that a thing that's happened? It can explode in your face. Mm. Not <laughs> you a drug guy, I mean? but <laughs> what? A dick. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about dicks. Talking um, dicks. No, uh, it can seriously explode in your face. Oh, uh, Google good. it. Google vape explosion. You'll get pictures of people with their faces blown, blown off. off, and they live. They live in just like they look like fucking Harvey Dent. Ooh, I it's mean, not a good look. If but I, if a vape pen explodes in my face, just uh, just fucking kill it me. happens with the. Ch- it happens if it's a really cheap one though. Oh, okay. It's typically not the good stuff. So oh, okay, good, good to know. Um... Yeah, do we want to get to music? Uh, why yeah, not? Because we're going to have some okay. moo in here anyway. Yeah, I. Uh, but before we jump into it, I loved every single one of those songs. They were all good. Yeah, there was no bad song. Yeah, what is there like six? I think so. If you're going to put six songs on an EP, they better all be exactly. Good. You can't have yeah. two bad ones. Um, so the the single that you promoted today uh, is called "When I Was Young," and that's what yes. the the EP is called. I'm going to add that uh, for one of my ads. I'm also going to add uh, Wishing Wells by The Colorist. Okay. Have you heard that song? Uh, I made a wish in a well. <laughs> Don't ask me, I'll never tell. That's a Katy Perry song, isn't it? It's a Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, that's right. That's By the way, I got to shout out my guy for the fucking millionth time in a row. Uh, Steven Horowitz had the funniest tweet in the world. It was uh, It was me. I don't care about Halloween. 
my crush. I love carving pumpkins, me. And then it was a picture of a pumpkin he carved that just said Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't... Uh, it's very weird to guess a song speaking the lyrics. Yeah. Like, so if you had said that in tune, I would have been like, oh, Carly Rae, but... It, they sounded like a stupid lyric, so I was like, oh, Katy Perry. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that uh, You're the Worst has is in the middle of a season. Oh, I really? Thought that I, I thought that I... Were you I, waiting? I, yeah. Okay. I was like, all right, there's three seasons or whatever, and then um, I was off the other day, and How I Met Your Mother was on. What, am I not going to sit around fucking crushing How I Met Your Mother episodes? It was season mm, one, fucking no. Robin wearing mm. jeans. Mm. Uh, and the, uh, the commercial love, was this like... This podcast just is like very good at associating uh, just <laughs> random pieces of clothing with women. <laughs> Robin Wright dresses. Uh, uh, Robin Trubotsky jeans. Jeans. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Smulders is her name. But yeah, yeah, Kobe Smulders. Uh, who else? There's... Um, Oh, uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore dresses. dresses. <laughs> but, but not like cocktail dresses. Right, just... dress, dress. What is... I've, when I saw the quote, like... I, I laugh at a lot of my own jokes because they're very funny, but uh, I laughed really loudly when I saw... Because uh, I could just like hear myself saying it when it said... Uh, Julianne Moore wears dress as well. Specifically a dress. A dress dress. <laughs> It sounds like something like my fucking like Armenian <laughs> grandfather would say, Not where like... you would just throw like approximately at the end of a sentence. Uh, uh, so uh, the colorist, I I found out about them this week. It, it's like they're old news at this point. I'm pretty sure they're like half broken up, but Ooh. I really like the uh, this wishing well song, so I'm adding that. And then uh, a classic here for to round it out. Uh, how big of a Snow Patrol guy are you? Uh, I. I think that they were the last group uh, over which I judge people. Oh, really? I think that they, that was like the last time I was like, oh, you like, let me guess, you like Chasing Cars. Chasing Cars is a fucking smash record. Yeah, and uh, but their first album, I don't know if it's, I, I don't even know if it's their first album, but the one with like two people walking in the snow and it's like kind of a brownie album. Uh, These guys are huge into snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I forget what the name of that album's called, but Spitting Games is uh, a really good song off of mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm going to add that to the playlist as well. Cool. Uh, I'm kind of all over the map for my songs, and I love it. I don't care. Am I right? Uh, um, Let's see. So I'm going to toss a Moose song off the CP on there. I'm going to throw Linking With You on there. Drums at the end of the song. Cuckoo. Just this. It it was like the hymiest of of a Moose song. Uh, It's Halloween. Mm -hmm. People forget that it's Halloween season. A lot of spooky music. Okay. Thriller. Okay. Things like that. Yes. People knowing how to do the thriller dance. Never impressive. Not worth learning the thriller dance because uh, have I told you? Did I? Oh, we did this last yes, year. Yes, we did this on the video. Just fucking tell people you can do the thriller dance. No one's gonna Nobody's fucking gonna ask, ask you to see it. it. Yes. No one wants to see it. So uh, I know how to do the thriller dance. So I'm not gonna add thriller. I'm going to add another kind of Halloweeny type vibe. Uh, Danny Elfman's band Oingo Boingo. Dead Man's Party. Danny Elfman voiced and, of course, uh, wrote the music for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm, cool. And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King. Right? Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the Snow Patrol album is called Final Straw, by the way. Who? So, um, fact drop on you. I kind of want to add a, another Moo song to the jukebox, just for fun. Go ahead. Pilgrim. Pilgrim's a good one. Very good song. Yeah. 
Um, so that's a, it's a little bonus for you guys. Cool. Trick or treat. I, I'm going to add as my third song. I never did anything when Walter Becker died. When Walter Becker died, everyone's like, oh my God, Walter Becker, Steely Dan. And Steely Dan fans are so fucking fartsy. And I'm a Steely Dan fan, and when I see Steely Dan fans being Steely Dan fans, it's like you either want to jump all the way into that or you don't. And I just kind of wasn't feeling it when everyone was all being Sounds whiny like about fish. Yeah, it's a, well, it's like it's fish fans can. It's a like big suck thing to dick. out yourself as a Steely Dan fan. Like when people find out you like Steely Dan, they're like, "Oh, great! <laughs> this fucking guy. let me guess, you want to talk about Steely yeah, Dan? It's like one of those bands that's fucking. All, that's all you ever want to talk about. Yeah. it's like fish. That's all." Fish heads, all they want to do is fucking talk about fish and how many times they've seen fish and how yeah. great fish was live. You know I don't who's, give a shit. I know. You know who's a big Steely Dan fan? Big celebrity Steely Dan fan. Who? John Mulaney. Oh, yeah? John Mulaney's, like, chief Steely Dan fan. Uh, so I'm going to add my favorite Steely Dan song, which is Fire in the Hole. Okay. It's just, if you ever heard it, it's just fucking great. I, I won't even... I won't even start. It's so <laughs> fucking good. So. Okay. Uh, so that's the jukebox. Uh, speaking of Halloween, uh, Stranger Things Season 2 is coming out today. Yes. Drops on Netflix today. Yes. Um, we'll get to that next week because we're going to have to take some time to watch it, obviously. Yep, and we'll uh, check in with... We'll uh, be joined by our, uh, our pal. Uh, we'll see if we can get someone from the show. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that's a good point. It's your guess. Uh, unrelated, but unrelated. I'm surprise you. <laughs> unrelated, I want to ask you, um, is it good or bad for our brand if Randall Havens, a.k.a. Mr. Clark on Stranger Things, is it good or bad for our brand if he dies in season two? It is good. It's good for our brand? Yeah, I think that no matter what Randy does, it's good. I think that <laughs> okay. if Randy... It's a spin zone. Yeah, if... If Randy uh, gets bigger and bigger and bigger this season, and it turns and it's like, hey, Finn, get out of here. You're out of the friend group. We're replacing you with Mr. Clark. He's one of the main characters now. He's always hanging out with fucking the other kids. Uh, that's the group now. They're all friends. Finn, done. Get out of here. That'd be great. And then, like, season three, there can be a trial and all that shit. That'd be great. A lot of good stuff for Randy. But if Randy fucking never does another episode of Stranger Things, and I love Stranger Things, Randy has a burgeoning film career that is really ramping up and up and up and up. Yeah. So So that's kind of where I where I'm Randy, at. It's like, Randy's the one who gets us to Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> yes. He's the he's the guy who gets us to Zach Efron. We've had guests who know Zach Efron. We had one guest who has met Zach Efron, and we're not hitting him up to say, get us Zach Efron. We know that Randy is if he's fucking nice enough to still know us when he <laughs> is fucking well, hobnobbing with Zachy E. Here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. Um, Randy has already proven at this point that he's bigger than Stranger Things. Hmm. He's doing Holiday Inn commercials. He's fucking in Logan has Lucky. More facial hair than most of the cast. Yes, because they're a bunch of fucking children. children who don't know how to keep a house. Yes. Um, so if Randy dies on Stranger Things. We're talking about, like, he's going full hard in on his film career, and he's going to become a star. And also, he gets to disclose uh, some Stranger Things. Doesn't have an NDA dirt. anymore. Doesn't yes. work for him. He's got some dirt that yeah. he can share with us on Stranger Things, and they're not uh, zipping his lips. Plus, so. if Randy dies, maybe as Stranger Things gets bigger, they get more cash. So this season, they actually 
they played the song Thriller. So they've got fucking money because it costs money to be able to, to get the rights for those things. So Stranger Things getting more and more money. Maybe Randy dies. They hire a fucking Emmy winning TV writer. Lena's writing for the show suddenly. Puts now because Randy's it. not on the show, they need a spot. And they say, and Lena says, I can get you two guys for the price of one. Suddenly, two guys for the price of none. We're <laughs> in the mix, and we're kind of we're the uh, the second Aunt Viv. What if? <laughs> yes. What if? Uh, what if Randy dies in season two, and then season three stinks, and everybody looks back and says, "What it went was, wrong?" Oh, I thought that you were going to say Randy dies in season two. It's really bad, and then at the end of season two, they say it was all a dream, no. and then no, no, they no. get to decide no, no, no. whether they still want to kill. Randy him. dies. In, <laughs> Randy dies in season two. Uh, season three stinks. The next season stinks. People look back. They say what went wrong, and they see, hey, Mister Clark died in season two, and then it all went downhill from there. And right. then Randy becomes a star. They would say, oh, is that a candy cane? No, it's Stranger Things living that Randy pain because they don't have the magic touch anymore hey is that a candy cane or are you just excited to see me uh that was a penis joke no i'm excited it's just seem bigger